ladies and gentlemen, Ted Nugent. I ain't scared. I ain't scared of nothing. I'm, I'm so... Oh, look at the ducks. The ducks are flying over. Are you fascinated by ducks like I am? Thank God my secretary is over there. Sex, my sexy Terry. They claim 500,000 people have died from COVID-19. Bullshit. You know, I, I guess I would ask you, because I'm addicted to truth, logic, and common sense, and my common sense meter would demand the answer to, why weren't we shut down for COVID-1 through 18? It's almost like you can smell me. You're listening to Facts and Friends. Welcome to this Two Women, One Laptop episode of the Facts and Friends podcast. (laughs) My name is Tino, and with me as always is my friend and co-host. Most of you know him best for his work as Hunter Biden's computer repairman. It's Judson. (laughs) Hello, Judson. I mean, I I do have that skill set. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But why'd you turn the laptop over to people? I I didn't do this. This is not... Apparently, Hunter dropped it off with just some rando, and that, you know, that's where the problem started. Well, he may not have been sober um (laughs) that is a possibility perhaps a likelihood (laughs) (laughs) indeed so much to talk about this week i'm not even sure where to start as predicted last week we have a lot more matt gates stuff to cover oh it's been so good None of it good for him. All right, right. Good for us, not for him. But let's save that. Let's save that for later. Of course. Yeah, yeah. You you don't want to start with dessert. You move on to that (laughs) after the the appetizer and the entree. There was also Tucker Carlson saying the quiet part of white supremacy advocacy quite loudly this week. Very, very, uh, very out loud. Yeah. (laughs) But, But let's touch on that later if we have time. Okay. I don't even know where that fits in the meal. That's that's the shit you take after, I think. <laughs> I think that accurately describes Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson, yeah. yes. All right. Well, we have some big news to share with you at the top of the show. Full disclosure, speaking of that shit you take after dinner, <laughs> as I've mentioned before, I am Tucker Carlson's life coach, allegedly. And he hasn't fired you yet? <laughs> what he did do is he begged me to lead the show with this big announcement, all right? I'm not I'm not really comfortable with this, just for the record. White supremacists are planning rallies in cities across the United States Sunday, April 11. That's white. <laughs> I, I mean, right. <laughs> It's all right. Tomorrow. Really. Tomorrow, yeah. Per a report from right-leaning news site The Hill, we don't have a lot of details on the gatherings, only that they were organized on Facebook and Telegram and are scheduled for 1 p.m. Sunday, April 11th. I've sort of spotted a flaw here. What's up? Well, today, when we're recording this... It's April 10th. It's April 10th. But Saturday. you and I kind of slack off on the weekend after we record, and we don't really uh, finish the sorry, show. you and I? <laughs> sorry. I slack off on the weekend because I have responsibilities. Right. It's not slacking off. You have responsibilities. So we don't generally finish editing the show. Not like you get paid for this. (laughs) Until Monday, which I think will be the 12th. The show comes out on the 12th. Okay. Um, I didn't tell Tucker that. You're not helping. Okay. I only told him that we do the show on Saturday. I didn't tell him we didn't release it until Monday. (laughs) You think I actually want greater (laughs) attendance at these events? Okay, well, I mean, I see a little bit of why you're failing at being a life coach for Tucker Carlson. I'm not sure that you have his best interests at heart. (laughs) I'm honestly a little surprised he didn't hold out for April 20th. 420? That's not really their day. It's Hitler's birthday. Oh, that's Hitler's birthday? Yes, 420 is Hitler's birthday. I only know because it's the day before my brother's birthday. Oh, wow. And I kind of felt like my brother was born a day late. (laughs) 
it suddenly takes on a whole new meaning for me. I don't. Yeah. Oh, oh well. I'm sure nothing will come of these White Lives Matter demonstrations tomorrow. But if something horrible does happen, I'm sure that Fox News will blame it on BLM and Antifa. Uh, yes. Yes, they will. Tucker promised kept. Thank God he doesn't listen. <laughs> he might start. You never know. Yeah. I mean. I feel like you should have told him that you do a podcast as his life coach b- before you're advising him on things. Yeah, they're not that thorough on the right. They really don't check into I- things. Encourage him to plug the show. You know, come on. Could encourage him to plug the show. Get all the my pillow people to to to, to, oh, to listen. <laughs> well, you know, it might be a little dry, but I do want to do something I haven't done in a long time. If you don't mind, okay. I want to complain about Joe Biden. Oh. Yeah, that, that's fine. Sure. Joe Biden. That's the guy. People who have been listening since the beginning of our little show here know that I've never been much of a fan of Joe Biden. I, I do recall that. Do you remember this from episode three? Well, you could say that I'm a lousy candidate. <laughs> you could, and I do, and you are. <laughs> yes, yes, I remember that. Yes, that was uh, during one of the town halls, I believe. Yep. And that's just one example. I've been hard on... I was much harder on Joe Biden during the campaign than you were. Yeah, for, that's and fair. And I probably continue to be harder on him than you are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We haven't really talked about it, I think, since... We haven't. Not yeah. a lot. We haven't talked about Biden a lot since uh, he was elected. We probably should. But uh, not not today. But think about it. It's been so nice to really not even think about who the president is. It's not like the world is on fire every day. Right, like, right. You, you don't wake up and wonder, oh, God, what did he tweet now? Right. So I, I it's it's been kind of nice to not have that on the radar most of the time and hey look i voted for joe biden so i I would vote for him again if if that was my choice yeah i just wish he was a little more progressive than he is yeah and i mean we kind of knew going into this that that's not who he was right i mean honestly i think he's been more progressive than some people feared he would be but obviously you know not as much as we some of us would have hoped either and that's kind of where this is going his whole unity push while noble is absolutely futile and ultimately naive let's be honest uh, yeah I, naive's fair he will not get credit for trying to unify anyone so long as he pursues a single policy item from the left period right the only way to get credit for unifying the country is to abdicate all of your positions and let the right have what they want that's yeah that's what they say their definition of unity yeah well the commission biden established on supreme court reform yesterday is another example of why we can't have nice things so before we talk about biden's commission on the supreme court i should probably play this welcome to see you next tuesdays the Facts and Friends Supreme Court podcast you neither know nor love. So, Jetson, I read an article on Vox.com by, I'm going to try to pronounce his name, Ian Milheiser. I think it sure, is. Sure. I think that's right. I read it this morning. The title of the article is Biden's Supreme Court Reform Commission Won't Fix Anything. But it's the subtitle that really caught my eye. Okay. The subtitle is The President's New Commission Has a Lot of Fans in the Federalist Society. No, that sounds right. Yeah. For those who aren't quite the SCOTUS nerds that we are, the Federal Society is a far-right organization that basically makes the list of approved conservative judges. In fact, all six of the far-right to right-leaning judges on today's court are current or former members of the organization. Yeah. So you might understand why that subtitle caused me to make my scrunchiest of Tucker Carlson faces. (laughs) I'm picturing it right now. (laughs) Now, the article that uh, we're going to talk a little bit about discusses who's actually on the commission. But when this news first broke and we didn't know much about its composition, we already knew it was a dead end road. Yes. Yes, we did. That we're going down. Regardless of who is on the commission, Democrats don't have the votes in the Senate or the political backbone to institute any real meaningful court reform. Uh, the backbone, I, I, it, it 
doesn't even matter, right? Because we don't have the votes. Manchin has specifically said, nope, not going to do anything like that. And without him, then we don't have 50. Right. E- even if the other 49 were willing. I do think Manchin's hesitation to do so has to do with backbone and career preservation. Yeah, but it's, but it's his personally, not the party, I think. That's all. I, I think he is looking out for himself in the state of West Virginia. I'm not sure Biden has the backbone to do it either. No, I, I totally agree. No, I, I don't. I'm not saying that it's he's not, the just, leader of the Democratic Party. I'm just saying we don't have regardless of whatever else is going on in the party mansion by himself or cinema or anybody else can one one democratic senator can block the entire thing and we already have at least one who will yeah probably more probably more all right so let's talk a little bit about who's on this commission we have former federal judge thomas griffith okay now if that name sounds familiar he's the guy that authored an opinion in 2014 to gut obamacare and strip health care coverage from millions of americans sounds like a cool guy <laughs> Ultimately, his, his his own court vacated his ruling, but we still know where he stands. Yeah. Anyway, that guy's on the commission. <sighs> now, this isn't to say there aren't very, very smart people on it as well, just not people who actually have extensive backgrounds in Supreme Court reform. As Mr. Milheiser puts it, quote, in choosing the members of this commission, the White House appears to have prioritized bipartisanship and star power within the legal academy over choosing people who have actually spent meaningful amounts of time advocating for Supreme Court reforms. Yeah, that's great. Good plan. So, you know, the commission probably isn't going anywhere when it's composition is being praised by the Federalist Society or people like Stephen Sachs or Ilya Somin. Can, can you believe we went to college with that guy? No. Yeah, we went to college together. Same class. Ilya wow. Somin. I think I'm saying his name right. We weren't friends. I, if you were, I would hope you would know how, if that was his name or not. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is. He's, 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 he's from Russia. I could tell, actually. Anyway, two law professors that definitely belong on this commission are Daniel Epps and Ganesh Sitaraman, I think I'm saying that right? Right. Probably not. But they wrote a proposal to expand the high court to 15 justices chosen by a bipartisan process, all with the goal of making the court less ideological. All around, not just less right, less left. Just right, just less, less partisan. Yeah. How the founders intended it to be. The way that it should be, yes. Right. Based on the law. I mean, look at this bullshit five to four decision just yesterday on Bible study groups during COVID. Yeah. Didn't Barrett author, author the new one? I don't remember who authored it, but I know the five are the five most far right justices, and they control the Supreme Court. Roberts was the one who sided with the liberals. Right. And those judges are really seemingly hoping to turn this country into some kind of authoritarian Christian regime. Yeah. You can have a fucking Bible study group over Zoom. God is everywhere, right? I, I think we differ on uh, opinions there. Uh, not you and I. I don't I, think but we like, do. But yes, but uh, us and Amy Coney Barrett might differ <laughs> there. But yes. I'm From her perspective, God is everywhere. That is what I've heard, except schools, because the liberals threw them out of schools. <laughs> Everywhere but schools. Well, Joe, thanks for nothing. (laughs) And Uh, the DNC. In a related story. And the White uh, House. (laughs) Sorry. There's a lot of places that he's not allowed anymore. Right. (laughs) In a related story, Ann Coulter and Kurt Schilling will jointly lead the commission on D.C. and Puerto Rico statehood. (laughs) Oh... All right, enough about the boring Supreme Court. That was not real. That was not real. That's not real. (laughs) (laughs) All right, enough about the boring Supreme Court. Let's talk about our two favorite states, Judson, Georgia and Colorado. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Yes, it seems like. It's like the fourth time in, I don't know, like eight shows we talked about those two states. Yes, it is. 50% 50% of our, our last eight shows have been about those two states. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is going on with Florida, or Georgia and Colorado? It seems we linked them back into episode 13 and it just stuck. <sighs> this is our fault, is what you're saying. I, well, no, I'm claiming I'm claiming that we did it. Fault, I wouldn't say, necessarily. 
We pitted Bobert v. Green mm-hmm. against each other, and Episode we are now reaping the whirlwind, is what you're saying. And when we did it, <laughs> it was actually, we, we randomly picked them through the states. Right, right. Like you didn't know what you were picking. I did not. You picked either picking. G or C. You didn't actually know you are picking a state. Right, I just picked a letter. Yeah. Right, you picked a letter. It was Georgia and Colorado, but those were the two states. They're both from those states, and we're going to get to them in a second. Oh, fucking hell. But the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the extremely racist voter suppression law recently signed in Georgia. Right. And it turns out we now know where Major League Baseball's All-Star Game will be relocated to this July. Oh, that's right. Denver, Colorado, from Georgia. You fucked us, MLB. We wanted to get out of this 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 rut we've been in with, they with called these me. two I called states. Them, I called them Colorado. <laughs> What would piss George off the most? (laughs) Fucking Colorado. (laughs) Still miffed about baseball's decision and still lying about the law, conservatives drafted a bunch of bullshit talking points that made some astonishingly misleading comparisons between voting laws in Georgia and Colorado. Well, it wouldn't be a statement by conservatives if it wasn't astonishingly misleading. Great point. One stat they'd like to point to, Judson, is that Georgia has 17 days of in-person early voting, while Colorado only has 15. Okay, sure. That's true. Yeah, uh, it is. We fact-check that. Yeah, but yet again, they're cherry-picking tiny facts to make a case while ignoring the huge facts that completely refute their bogus claim. Yeah, the most important fact is that Colorado mostly votes by mail. Every registered voter receives a ballot about two to three weeks ahead of the election in the mail. Every single voter, whether they ask for it or not. Yeah, and I I, want to say I saw that it was like 94% of Colorado's votes were cast via mail, mail mail-in ballot. It's a ridiculously high number. Early voting doesn't really matter in Colorado. It's not, it's largely not utilized by most voters. So the number of days is irrelevant. They don't even need 15 days, honestly, because over 90% of their voters cast their votes via the mail. So what did Georgia's new law here that's totally not voter suppression, what did that do to vote by mail? <laughs> Didn't it remove drop boxes and- A lot of them. Outlawed, the f- outlawed sending everyone an application for voting by mail for absentee ballots? That's correct. Uh, it, it did a lot of things that were against, uh, like, the exact opposite of what Colorado does, essentially. Right. Under their new voter suppression law, and let's not mince words, that's what it is. Yeah. Georgia's election officials can only mail out absentee applications to voters who individually request one. No, we're said applications. It's not oh, even no, a yeah. ballot. It's not even a ballot. Only the application. Yeah, it's just the application to get a ballot. And they'll have a shorter window to even ask for those ballots, to yeah. even submit those applications. And if you make a mistake on that application or on the following mail-in ballot that they've also put tougher restrictions on, then your vote will be thrown out. You mentioned drop boxes. I did. So Colorado has, in the last election, Colorado had one drop box per 9,400 voters. Okay. And are planning to add more. Right. Under Georgia's new law, they are now restricting drop boxes to one per 100,000 active registered users. That's that, That's a lot. Let's put that in perspective. Metro okay. Atlanta, which is population dense and contains a large concentration of minority voters. I used to live there. Yep, that's true. Could see its drop boxes reduced from 94 to 23. That's about a quarter of what they had before. Yeah, this is according to the New York Times. So we could go on, but we, we, don't, we don't have to. Suffice it to say, Georgia's voter ID requirements are also substantially more restrictive and aim to limit minority voting. And I won't even get into the water and food shit, but if you guess Georgia is far more restrictive, you'd be fucking right. So as usual, their argument is based on a complete and utter lie. Listen to White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki completely destroying Fox's Peter Ducey and his bullshit question. Nepotism Pete? Uh, is the White House concerned that Major League Baseball is moving their All-Star game to Colorado where voting regulations are very similar to Georgia? Well, 
let me just refer the refute uh, the first point uh, you made. Uh, first, let me say um, on Colorado, um, Colorado uh, allows you to register on election day. Uh, Colorado has voting by mail, where they send to 100% of people in the state who are eligible uh, applications to vote by mail. 94% of people in Colorado voted by mail in the 2020 election. Uh, and they also allow for a range of um, uh, materials to provide uh, even if they vote on election day for the limited number of people who who vote on election day. I think it's important to remember the context here. Uh, the Georgia legislation is built on a lie. Uh, it's There was no widespread fraud in the 2020 election. Uh, Georgia's top Republican election officials have acknowledged that repeatedly in interviews. Uh, and what there was, however, was record-setting turnout, especially by voters of color. So. Instead, what we're seeing here is in, for politicians who didn't like the outcome, uh, they're not changing their policies uh, to win more votes. They're changing the rules to exclude more voters. And we certainly see the circumstances as different. She should have dropped that mic. She should have. Yep. I've, we didn't even talk. We didn't even mention that the same uh, Colorado has same day voter registration. No, we, we didn't. I mean, it's, it doesn't compare at it all. Like, uh, the that fact bit. that they even made that argument is astounding to me. Well, like you said, they just cherry picked a few stats to make it look like Georgia was better, ignoring all the other things they didn't mention that made Georgia so much worse. You know, Justin, while we're here at the Colorado Georgia line, I mean, yeah, may as well. The one we established. <laughs> it, it was us. It was us. We, we did, did, we we totally did this. Did. We did this. Why don't we check in on our favorite Congress people from each state? <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert. They are not. <laughs> definitely not our favorite Congress people from either of those two states. No, they're not. I'm pretty sure after last week, we still rank Marjorie Taylor Greene as our 435th favorite she Congress is the person. Worst. And I think Lauren Boebert is right around 433. Yeah, so, she's, she's um, right in there. <laughs> I don't know. Louis Gomer is on that list too. So She's in the low 430s. She's in the, yeah, she's in the low 430s. <laughs> well, I was thinking to let's just to, to end this segment, let's do a little mini who has the biggest asshole game. Okay? Why not? Yeah, let's do one it. One MTG story, one Lauren Boebert story. It's a speed round. You have to make your case in a minute or less. Maybe we'll break the curse here. By, by yeah, You might even win. Who knows? I doubt it. I'm but. not going to win. Uh, <laughs> but we'll, we'll, just, we'll break this curse. The cycle we've started. We'll get out of it by, by going back to this segment. That's, that's what we got to do. Let's do it. Okay. I even made a super fast version of the who has the biggest asshole drop. I think it's time that abortion doctors should have to run and hide and be afraid. Who has the biggest asshole? <laughs> there you go. That was good. That was good. <laughs> All right. I go first. Marjorie Taylor Green, start the clock. One minute. Go. Okay. You know, Justin, we've had several more mass shooting massacres since episode 22. This is that, was, that was two episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> two, episodes two weeks. Ago. Two weeks. And I'm pretty sure we talked about one in 23 as well. Yeah. Anyway, that means this is the perfect time for Marjorie Taylor Green to have her big online gun giveaway. Oh, man. It's not just any gun either. It's the Honey Badger, an AR-15 pistol style that ATF tried to regulate last year. That's right, an AR-15. That's the real <sighs> popular one among the mass killers. Yeah. Green says that she, quote, can't wait for an American first patriot to win this incredible firearm and add it to their collection. And here's what I say, Judson. I say, let's all enter her contest. <laughs> let's make sure a liberal wins the gun and then make a huge point of sharing that we turned that gun into ATF for confiscation. <laughs> you can enter for free at action.green2020.com slash honey-badger-gun-green-gun. Green has an E at the end of it both times. 
I also suggest you use fake contact information. That is my submission. <laughs> that is my submission in the speed round of who has the biggest asshole. Take it away. Yep. Uh, well, Obviously, my asshole is Lauren Boebert. She gave an interview on the Equality Act recently, and I'm going to let her speak for herself. Oh, that worked really well last time when I did it with Green. <laughs> we can't say the same for the so-called Equality Act, which we all know uh, that that's just the Democrats uh, using a play on words. There's nothing about equality in that act. If anything, um, it's it's the um, it's. It's supremacy of, uh, <laughs> of of gays and and lesbians and and uh, transvestites. I mean, like that's what this is about. It's about putting them higher than anyone else. It's not about equality. If you look at the uh, Constitution, then uh, that is where equality is uh, kept secure and held sacred. We have the Fourteenth Amendment that says that all men are equal under the law. Uh, so we need to hold that supreme rather than woke ideologies. <laughs> There's so much wrong with that. Okay, you win. <laughs> just just on those two stories, I think, yeah. Supremacy? Um, supremacy and transsexites. Did she say transsexites? Transsexites. Let's, let's listen back. Transsexites. <laughs> okay, sure <did. laughs> Well, this segment is running a little long and we need to move on. That means, and I'm sure this has been said a whole lot in the last few decades, we just don't have time for Tucker Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm comfortable with that. We'll be right back. Hey, FNFers, Judson here. Tino and I are always looking to interact more with our fantastic audience. If you have questions, ideas, complaints, or just need a friend, you can reach out to us at factsandfriends at gmail.com. That's facts, the letter N, friends at gmail. And if you want to make a more intimate connection, I'm on Twitter at the fault in my arse. Again, the fault, the letter N, my arse. And you can find Tino at Uncle Tortilla. We can't wait to hear from you. You know, there sure was a lot of sex in political news this week, Judson. I did notice that. Yes, there was a theme, a bit of a theme. But why don't we start with Hunter Biden? Do we have to? Yeah. It's better than the alternative. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Hunter Biden it is. <laughs> Let's do it. Hunter wrote an uncommonly frank book about his struggles with drug and alcohol abuse. And he's been doing various interviews to plug the book. Yeah, I, I've seen that. And I'm not, not a huge fan, but I, I get it. You got to... Got to do your press for the book. Yeah, I'm very neutral about it. But um, we do know that the right has been on a Hillary Clinton-esque crusade to smear Hunter Biden for years now. Wait, Hillary Clinton-esque? Isn't that like where she murders people and and you never find out about it till some YouTube video? <laughs> I call it Hillary Clinton-esque because it's relentless. I see. Okay, gotcha. The same way they went after Hillary for years. I see. Okay. They, they've started to go after Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden is the victim, not as the perpetrator. Okay. Well, anyway, I think they were hoping that it would damage the freely and fairly elected president of the United States, Joe Biden. And I phrase it that way for two reasons, Judson. One, because it's true. Because it's true. <laughs> and two, just in case some right-wing Kool-Aid drinkers are hate listening, that really riles them up. It raises the blood pressure and yeah. <laughs> it really yeah. They won't even hear the next part, so... <laughs> So anyway, as I said, the right has been pushing this Hunter Biden is the epitome of evil narrative for a long time now, and it just won't take off the way they'd hoped. Well, part of the problem is they're trying to make him evil for doing all the things that they do. Don Jr. did. <laughs> like, it's really hard to draw, to, to find a difference between Hunter Biden and Don Jr. Drug problems, clearly. Infidelity, clearly. Hunter Biden has a better father with more well, of an intact brain. I will concede that point. Well, the latest this week was Fox News chief propagandists Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson yet again. Honestly, I think chief propagandist is the nicest thing you've ever called them. <laughs> 
I, I did liken Tucker Carlson to an after meal <laughs> shit earlier in the show. You, you did. I, I remember that. <laughs> Correctly. <laughs> I'm, I'm not disputing that. No. Okay. Anyway, they both decided they would share graphic sex photos of Hunter Biden during primetime. Because they are classy, Tino. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was basically revenge porn. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's exactly what it was. It was what I called this show. It was two girls, one laptop on both shows. Yeah. Here's some sound from Tucker's show. This is Josh Boswell from the DailyMail.com describing in some detail to the 8 p.m. audience some of the images he saw on what's allegedly Hunter Biden's laptop while Fox News actually showed those images. Again, classic. As soon as I booted up that drive and started browsing through just the photos, I mean, I was bombarded with, with these graphic, shocking images you have you know, one of the first things I came across was a picture of him with two prostitutes on, on a bed. Uh, they're on top of him. There's a dog on the bed as well. Um, there's a photograph of, of him uh, with what people commonly refer to as meth mouth, which is where um, a lot of drug use erodes your teeth away. Um, and then there's even a photo of him pulling another prostitute's hair, grinning at the same time. Um, it's kind of quite disturbing stuff on there. I have a few things to say here. One, if you didn't want to see disturbing images, maybe don't boot up somebody else's fucking hard drive and look at their private photos. Just a thought. Just, 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 just an idea. Two, I don't know how you know they're prostitutes from a picture. Was he actively paying them for sex in the photo? No, he was not. Okay, so you're making some assumptions there, presumably, and maybe they are. And if they are, so the fuck what? Sex work is work. And while it may not be legal, it isn't easy or free money for these these women. This is what they're doing. They're putting the time in. They 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 are selling their bodies in the same way that anyone sells their time and effort. And there's nothing wrong with that unless you are ruled by some turn of the millennia bronze age religious bullshit. Anyway, I'm good. I just backed away from my microphone there for a second. <laughs> Continue. All right, Judson, do you want to try to guess how much time these two shows spent on the Matt Gates allegations into child sex trafficking that night? I'm going to say none. <laughs> I'm so good at this game. Oh, you're really good. It's really not a hard game either. <laughs> it's nuts. I, heard, I saw someone actually t totaled up like the, the mentions of like Hunter Biden and uh, and Matt Gates and, and other things that were in the news. And Hunter Biden is like, you know, in the triple or even quadruple digits. And Matt Gates is mentioned like 15 times <laughs> on Fox News. And it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> So it sounds like you're suggesting that the Hunter Biden story is not the main sex scandal story in the news. That, that is what I'm suggesting. Okay. It, it turns out that the main sex scandal in the news is not the one involving the son of the president, who is not in the government now at all, but is rather that of the congressman from Florida's first district, for now, <laughs> Matt Gates. Now, we talked uh, quite a bit about Mr. Gates in the show last week, but as we predicted, there's so, so much more already. Let's start... At Hogwarts. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so, we knew he played a game awarding points to Florida lawmakers based on who they slept with. Virgins were worth extra points. Betting a married legislator was worth bonus points as well. Spending the night at a college sorority house was another bonus category. But apparently, there was a way to win the whole game regardless of the points scored. Ooh, pray tell. To do that, you'd have to have Wingardium sex... Leviosa. <laughs> you'd have to have sex with one particular conservative politician who they referred to as the game's snitch. Oh. 
Now, we don't we don't know who the snitch is. Sadly, but yet, yet not sadly. But do you have any guesses? Mitch McConnell. <laughs> no, it was a female conservative politician. Okay. Well, all right. Let me think about it. a female conservative politician. Let me think about this. Okay. Yep. When was he in the Florida legislature? So he was in the legislature from uh, 2010 to 2016. Okay. And I believe during that time, Christy Nome was in Congress. Oh, okay. Yeah, I believe she sure. started serving in Congress in 2010 as well in the U.S. Congress. In the U.S. Congress, not the, yeah, but not Florida. Sure. Right. Okay. So um, that's who I'm guessing. Uh, that that's fair. Who do you think I, it is? I, I don't. I don't have any idea. And I Susan Collins. <laughs> I think it was somebody in the Florida legislature. Honestly, someone we mean that probably don't even know of on um, the national scene. Oh uh, no! I think for it to be the golden snitch, it's got to be uh, like a, a a national figure. Yeah, I don't know. We may never know the answer to that, unfortunately, which is probably for the best. You know, I kind of wonder if these elected officials playing this game were each in their own sort of Hogwarts-esque far-right houses. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, what would the houses be for them? Uh, how about Craven Wall? <laughs> Craven Wall. Like, build that wall, but it's- Build that wall, yeah, Craven yeah. Act. Okay, the, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Slytherin, there's no change. No change. <laughs> it's, it, it is the conservative <laughs> house to begin with. Right. I would assume Don Jr., he'd be a Hufflepuff. Uh, Snifflecuck. That's, 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 <laughs> that's Don Jr. Yeah. Yep. And um That's one where they that they, they're about to put the sorting hat on him and, and it doesn't even hit his head and the sorting hat's like snifflecock. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then uh see Gryffindor, Gryffindor. Um uh Griftonmore. Griftonmore. That's, that's where it. that's where that's where Trump Senior went. I love it. I love it. <laughs> he may be the only member of that house, actually. <laughs> And now, do they each have like different colors associated with them? Yeah, so I think all of those house colors are white. Okay, that's a good point. They're just all white. That's a good point. <laughs> well, another super creepy story from Gates' past that we touched on last week was the fact that he was fond of showing his colleagues in the U.S. House nude photos and videos of what he claimed were his sexual conquests. And I only bring this up again because I read a dead-on opinion piece by Alexandra Petri today that- Oh, yeah that I wanted to share with everybody. I like her stuff. Was it sarcastic or was, um, not sarcastic? That's not what I'm looking for, but, but satire. It was a little bit more serious. Okay, sure. But yeah. it had some great moments in it. I'm just going to have you read a little bit of it here in a second. But okay, sure. if you want to check it out, I just want to tell folks how they can read it. It's called This Should Not Happen More Than Once. And Oh, I did read this actually. Yeah. And what she calls attention to in the piece is the culture that has to exist in Congress for Matt Gates to be showing these videos and photos repeatedly to different elected representatives is a badly, badly damaged culture. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Ideally, she says, this is something one does zero times. But then there's this phenomenal paragraph. Why don't you read it, Judson? Sure. But if you can't do it zero times, then ideally it happens only once. It happens only once because the moment you do it, the person you show it to responds the way a person should respond. You produce your photograph to your colleague and your colleague looks at you and says, Never show that to anyone ever again. Go home and rethink your life. I do not feel closer to you. If anything, I want to have you removed forcibly from my presence by a strong gentleman whose biceps are tattooed with mom. The fact that you thought this would make us closer makes me question every decision in my life that has led me to this point. Leave now and never come back. Here, here. When I was just out of college, I did a temp job and I was sitting at a computer in a bank of people sitting at computers. Sure. And one of the other people who was a full-time employee there called me over over to look at his computer and he showed me a picture of a horse fucking a woman and i called my agency and I'm like never send me here again <laughs> that was my reaction to it, it wasn't yeah, show me some more tomorrow yeah that, that is the right response all right i want to know which of his colleagues did welcome this behavior he's probably too new but i'm guessing madison cawthorn would be receptive and <laughs> probably has some pics to share of his own i saw some some theorizing that jim jordan was one of those i buy that 
Yeah. The problem is, obviously, nobody likes Matt Gates. No. In Congress. Very few people like Matt Gates in Congress. That's so, why we know this. There's a very limited pool of people he even could be showing things to. Because most people don't want to be seen with him. Right. And Jim Jordan's one who is willing to, so. Yes. Gates and Jordan were also the only two to support Marjorie Taylor Greene's campaign. Yeah. All right. Let's pause and play a little game, Judson. I'm going to read you. I love games. I'm going to read you six news headlines. Okay. <laughs> one is real and the rest are fake. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to see if you can guess the real one. <clears throat> okay. All right. Headline number one. Donald Trump admits he was legit crushed in a free and fair 2020 election. Okay. Skip that. Next one. <laughs> okay. That's not it. All right. Pope confesses space laser is actually Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next. All right. Sesame Street introduces Bobert. The first pro-gun Muppet. Oh, my God. <laughs> Matt Gates to give keynote address at women's conference. Why? <laughs> uh, Kellyanne Conway says a single honest thing. <laughs> no, never happened. Okay. <laughs> and finally, Trump brags Space Force named after his foreplay technique. Ooh. Ah. We didn't need that. No one needed that in their head. No. Oh. All right, Judson. No, look, we both know. We both know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> We both know the answer to this. But if we didn't... We should on the Twitter page and the, and the Facebook page. But if we didn't, I'm not sure we would have been able to pick out the true one out of the lineup. It would be hard. I don't think we could have. You have to pick the, I mean, the most normal one, even though it's absolutely crazy and shouldn't be happening. It's the Matt Gates one. Is Matt Gates. And Matt Gates gives a keynote address at a women's conference. <laughs> another Worse, worse, it's at a Trump golf course. It is. Yes, another stunning development in the Gates scandal is that he was invited to speak at a Women for America First conference yesterday. <sighs> Despite the stories we just told you about, uh, there was one about sharing nude photos of his alleged female conquest without permission. Yep. There was one about playing a Harry Potter sex game when you score points for female conquest. Snufflecock. <laughs> Not to mention that little matter of the investigation into child rape and child sex trafficking. Yep. I mean, today's GOP really is the upside down. They really are. So he spent a good part of his speech doing what all the new lawyers he's recently hired probably begged him not to do. <laughs> Talk. Blab. S say things with his mouth hole. <laughs> he was blabbing on about the investigation <laughs> and how he was innocent. <laughs> He went to the Donald Trump school of legal defendants. <laughs> really oh my God. I can't wait till he hires Giuliani, man. I cannot <laughs> wait. That's coming. <laughs> anyway, he also said this with a straight face. I take the words of Margaret Thatcher to heart. If you want something said, get a man. If you want something done, hire a woman. Oh, come S Says the man accused of hiring the underage girls. <laughs> <laughs> to do something to his body. <sighs> Maybe not the best quote to, to use, given your current circumstances, Matt, just saying. Maybe not, yeah. Well, Judson, what other details did we learn about this investigation this week? Oh, sweet Jesus. It's been a roller coaster. I thought, I thought last week was crazy with the Gates news. It's just gotten so much better, worse. We, we'd heard, we talked about when the first story first broke, we heard he had used Apple Pay and other digital payment methods to pay for this sex trafficking scheme, which we thought alleged, was stupid. Alleged. Well, alleged. Yeah. Our show's just taking off. Let's not get shut down. <laughs> Well, it turns out he also used Venmo. Oh, dear. Venmo, you may not know this if you if you uh, don't have Venmo or don't use Venmo. Uh, Venmo is a little bit like Apple Pay meets Facebook 
in that yeah. your financial transactions that you make are actually by default public. Right. And while that's fine for me paying like my lawn maintenance company. I or, paid my lawn boy that way. <laughs> but yeah, paying your lawn boy, sure. I pay for my son's baseball the same way. The tournament fees go through Venmo and that's fine. I don't have a problem with that being a public transaction because it seems fine. But apparently a U.S. congressman used Venmo with the default privacy settings <coughs> to pay for sex. He paid Greenberg, Joel Greenberg, his apparently co-conspirator. The Seminole County tax collector. The Seminole County tax collector. $900 in like a late night, like a two or three in the morning transaction. Do you think Venmo will buy that commercial we made for them at the beginning of the show? <laughs> I, I really hope so. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're not getting paid any other way. So We're not. But then Greenberg turned around, like within hours of that transaction, turned around and paid exactly $900, <laughs> the same amount he was paid by Matt Gates to three women via Venmo. Delightful. And it was public. It has now been erased. Well, not erased, but the, the privacy settings have been changed to private while the story was being investigated by the reporters. So basically, Matt Gates's office got some calls and they said, oh shit, Matt, turn that off. Yeah, turn that off before you hire your next underage call girl. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid, stupid, stupid Watergate. It's the stupid Watergate part 47, whatever we're on now. Everyone is bad at everything. And nothing came of that. So I'm a little worried about you describing it that way. Nothing. Yeah, that's true. Nothing came of stupid Watergate. He also, apparently this all also started because of Gates going to the Bahamas. That's a new-ish wrinkle, right? This is the, that's what mm -hmm. we found out that in this last week or so that the investigation into all this came about because Gates took a trip to the Bahamas where he apparently allegedly, allegedly uh, went to... To have sex with does that make him an international child sex trafficker i think it does i think it does allegedly sorry allegedly. an international child sex trafficker like, would that let me do tucker carlson <laughs> would that make him an international <laughs> child sex trafficker i'm just asking the question I just just asking the question yeah I don't, i'm not accusing him of anything one of my favorite reveals or re i guess maybe reminders actually is that i think we i think i read about it at the time but matt gates was one of the only people to vote against and to to like campaign against a revenge porn bill well what's he going to show his colleagues <laughs> But he fought, this is in, uh, wait, where was this? This, I think six years ago. I was talking like 2015-ish. Florida legislators were passing a bill aimed at preventing people from sharing sexually explicit photos of their ex-partners online. Then state rep Matt Gates cast one of just two House votes <laughs> against it. The other one was one of the guys he showed it to. <laughs> those are the two guys. It's those two guys. The two guys that voted against it were the top point getters in the Harry Potter uh, Hogwarts sex game. His argument was literally literally that your exes can use photos of you that you sent them while you were dating as they see fit, however they want to. If that's posting them online or trying to get you fired from your job, eh, fair play. Fuck that guy. Smell that freedom, baby. Oh my God. If everyone remembers, Donald Trump signed a lot of pardons as he was leaving office. A shit done. For some questionable people. Mm-hmm. One person who did not get a pardon was one Mr. Matt Gates. Wait, why Why was Matt Gates asking for a pardon? He asked for one just to kind of cover everything. It was a blanket, like a wide open pardon. Like like anything that I did wrong, I just want to just be safe. You know, just, cut, just clear me out of all that. Was he like, parentheses, e.g.? <laughs> For example, child sex trafficking, sex trafficking, <laughs> or, you know, um, anything like that. Yeah. Just stuff. That revenge porn thing that I voted against. <laughs> Things Congress people do. Yeah. I, it just, just, just in case I get accused of that later. It clearly won't be true, but I'd like to have a pardon just in case. Uh, 
Yeah. So he did not get a pardon, however. He, it, Didn't Trump accuse people of even like invoking their Fifth Amendment rights of being guilty? Yes, yes, he did. Multiple times in the past? Multiple times. I, I mean, asking for a blanket pardon to me. Call me crazy. <laughs> it's the thing that totally innocent people do all the time, you know? <laughs> Always. The first thing I do, I ask for a blanket pardon. Every president. Just want to have that in my back pocket, just in case. Before we release our back catalog of our old podcast the unpr podcast i want to I'm gonna need a blanket pardon we need two of those joe can you hook us up <laughs> so finally the house ethics committee has opened an investigation into gates over this as our friend the red state wrestler put it last week quote house panel opens ethics probe of matt gates so far no ethics have been found and i'm just gonna save you some time they will continue to not be found that's not a thing that is ever going to happen. What a waste of taxpayer money. Yeah. Well, in the interest of being fair and balanced, Judson, let's try to present a more human side of Gates as we end this segment. He's had what? a few rough moments throughout his life. There was uh, the DUI, of course. His, it's so hard being born rich. Yes. His struggles with illegal drugs. Uh-huh. And of course, all those times he had to pass a mirror. But, oh, I do, f- I do feel bad about that. Uh, it's got to be rough to pass a mm-hmm. mirror as Matt Gates. <laughs> You've got to like jump every time, right? Oh, God, <laughs> like, what the fuck is? Oh, oh, oh it's, it's me. me. It's me again. God. <laughs> but no moment, no moment, Judson hurt as much as that time he allegedly drove all the way to that Pens- Pensacola High School girls softball game, <laughs> only to get there and find that it had been rained out. He sat, he sat alone in the bleachers, listening to this track over <laughs> and over, and he asked us to play it as a bumper on the way out of this segment, allegedly. In these uncertain times, you need a quick and secure way to manage your money without the hassles of credit cards and banks. That's why we have made it easy. Now you can instantly pay everyone, from your tailor, to your stylist, to your teeth whitener, to a former Seminole County tax collector, to all your underage globe-trotting weekend girlfriends. Hate privacy? Don't worry, we'll make sure all your records are accessible to the liberal media. Whether staying at home or crossing state lines, Venmo is here for you. Matt? Uh, Excuse me, Judson, uh, do you have the time? Why, yes, Tino, I do. Uh, Let me just check my phone here. Oh, oh, yes, there it is. It's time for the begging. Of course it is. (laughs) Well, regular listeners know this spiel and maybe or maybe haven't helped. The truth is we make no money at all from this show. Not a penny. This show costs us money, but it's worth it to torture all of you. (laughs) Is that what we're doing this for? All we humbly and clumsily ask in return is that you take a minute or two to spread the word about this podcast to your friends and family. That's it. We'd appreciate it. Yeah, it'd be great. We are almost finished with our first season and have huge ideas planned for season two. Huge. Huge. So it'd be a great help if you let more people know about this little gem of a political humor podcast. Can I call us that? I mean, you can call us that. I didn't make it true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if we start a Harry Potter game, we get points. <laughs> for- Never mind. Five-star reviews are also a great help if you haven't left one already. Here is a five-star review we actually got the other day from Big C84. It's You want to read this one? Sure, sure. Go ahead. It's a, I've listened to these guys since day one of their previous show, and I have to say, some of the best and funniest content. So not all of our listeners have taste, but- That's true. We still- Case in point. We still thank Big C84 and really do appreciate the kind words and support. (laughs) 
We do. All right. Also, we love hearing from you. So drop us a comment or a direct message on the Facts and Friends Facebook page, or you can follow us on Twitter at Facts and Friends. Facts, the letter N, friends. Individually, you can reach me at Twitter at Uncle Tortilla and Judson. Please tell the good people how they can connect with you. Uh, I'm on Twitter at The Fault and My Arse. The Fault, the letter N, and My Arse. Excellent. So before we get to this week's closed topic, we did forget to mention our good friends at the witty liberal last week because some idiot yeah. didn't put it in the show notes. Who would template. do that? Gosh, I don't know, but he's going to be fired <laughs> once we figure out who Luckily it we is. don't pay him already. So we don't. But we do, yeah, we do have these great friends over at The Witty Liberal. They have a fantastic Facebook page that goes by that same name, The Witty Liberal. On it, they share all kinds of quickly digestible progressive content, ranging from funny to thought-provoking. They also have a website that dives a little deeper, theliberalverse.com. I recommend you check out both and like their page on Facebook if you haven't already. All right. So every week we do the show, we make mistakes, Judson. No. It's mostly me, but but we both do. We both make mistakes. It happens. You called David Purdue Sonny Purdue once. I did. I did. I didn't even correct you. And no relation, actually, turns out. They're not We're related. both from Georgia. No relation. Well, often these mistakes are caught in editing. Yep. But sometimes they are not. <laughs> what do we do now? The Sonny Purdue made it to the air, and worse things made it to the air that we're going to talk about right now. Uh-oh. Uh, so I thought what we could do is that we would each be allowed to a do-over every week from the last show. Okay. Either to correct a mistake or to go back and <laughs> unmiss a missed opportunity. Wait, there are definitely lots of those. I, I, <laughs> no, how many times in editing I'm like, oh, I, I should have said something. I wish oh. I'd said that, yeah. <laughs> Here's an example of a real do-over from last week. Okay. Here is the replay of what happened last week, and then we'll do the do-over. Sure. All right, let's move on very briefly. I wanted to touch on the Michael Chauvin case. We will probably actually spend a good chunk of time on this story once we have a verdict. But two things we know already. One, Michael Chauvin is a murderer and Cher is a monster for not stopping him. Multiple times? Oh, Yeah, more than once. More than once. So here's the do-over. <laughs> Facts and friends. Do-over. All right, let's move on very briefly. I wanted to touch on the Derek Chauvin case. <laughs> we will probably actually spend a good chunk of time on this story once we have a verdict. But two things we know already. One, Derek Chauvin is a murderer <laughs> and Cher is a monster for not stopping him. <laughs> yeah, that's embarrassing. I'm I'm not sure who Michael Chauvin is. Yeah, I mean, at least Sonny Perdue's a real guy. He's just a different guy. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> but unlike Derek... He's probably not a racist murderer. Pro probably. Think of it this way, Michael. At <laughs> least you're not Matthew Gertz. Oh, poor Matthew Gertz. Poor Matthew Gertz on Twitter. Oh. That's pretty much all he tweets about is being Matthew Gertz. Being Matthew Gertz, yeah. Being accused of being Matt Gates. That's 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 his life. Also, I just want to really quickly thank one of our listeners, at Ferky123, for catching the mistake and letting me know on Twitter and everyone else know, because it wasn't a DM. So... <laughs> But no, I do. I appreciate it. I'd rather know. Was, that on, was it. that on your Twitter feed? I missed that. Yeah, he sent it to me on my Twitter uh, feed. I gotta find that, yeah. Anyway, so your do-over from last week, Judson, is um, also mine. What? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. I don't get one? You didn't make any mistakes last week, so I'm taking yours. Oh, well, that's fine then. Go ahead. All right. Carry on. So this wasn't a mistake so much as it was a missed opportunity. Oh, no. And I'm really not sure how I missed this, but, <laughs> but here's the replay of what happened. So Gates' communications director resigned. He did. <laughs> and he has a funny name. What's his name? I think it's Luke Balls. Let <laughs> okay. me make sure I'm saying. I think it's Luke Balls, though. Hang on. Uh, it was just Luke Ball. Let's see. Yeah, Luke Ball. Sorry, Luke, Luke Ball. Ball. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. That was the replay. That was. Yep. Here is. Let's play the drop. Here's the do-over. Facts and friends. Do-over. 
So Gates' communications director resigned. He did. <laughs> and he has a funny name. What's his name? I think it's Luke Balls. <laughs> okay. Let me make sure I'm saying... I think it's Luke Balls, though. I got... Uh, it was just Luke Ball. Let's see. Yeah, Luke Ball. Well, yeah, he had to change it after the accident. I didn't make that joke live, I, and when it happened, oh, I was so sad that one got away. Hard to say. <laughs> all right. Well, that's that is our show for this week. Thank you all so much for listening. Next week is our season one finale, all about cancel culture. Yes, finally. Right. We will see you then. Take care, everyone. Wash your hands. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Get your shot. Medical examiners in all 50 states have gone, this guy was run over by a tandem gravel truck doing a four-wheel drift, and the crows be pecking at your flesh, but they made me put down COVID-19.